is a roasty, sticky, smelly, disgusting bank holiday Monday here on the volcanic island of Ireland, where I, one of your hosts, Barry Murphy, bring you this very special bank holiday edition of the Chair Shop Podcast. Joined, as always, by my ever-dependable co-host, the recently shaved Paul Griffin. The recently shaved, <laughs> adhesive, fetid, um, degoutant Paul Griffin. Mm. Mm. Barry means uh, shaved all over, folks, not just the beard. Yeah. The beard, the chest bit, and the old showed up, dinkle. He showed, up, he showed up to OTT looking a bit like a sort of shindy version of Dr. Evil. <laughs> well, the hair's not gone yet. No, Joe said you were shaved all over. Yeah. Mm. I would say, oh, what was that looking like? Imagine Dean Ambrose shaved his beard off. That's kind of where I am right now. Hair's a bit all over the gaff, but clinging on for dear life. Not quite Baron Corbin levels yet, but uh, and no beard. Oh, yeah, God. I haven't had a beard lately. Because funny when people you know, sometimes when people who usually have beards shave, you say, "Oh, oh they look ten years younger." Paul like just looks like a completely different human. <laughs> he looks like he is not the same person. <laughs> Thanks, um, I guess. No, it's not, it's not a, really a compliment or an insult. It's yeah, because like, you've yeah, seen me with quite a big beard as well. Yeah. And I, I think I've, I've seen you shave before as well, but it's just, like, just, it always catches me catches me off guard. Yeah. But, um, well, not all wrestling fans have neck beards. That's what I'm trying to prove. Some of us have no beards. No, yeah, I, 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 I'm picking up the slack for a lot of them lately. Barry with um, a big beard when we met. Yeah, you know, after years of sort of you know, not really being able to get one and then getting a little better over time. Hmm. I can't remember the last time I actually shaved. It's been a while. Uh, I did a poll, you know, because that's how all good decisions are made in Ireland now, um, uh, recently, and everyone said to keep it, so I'm keeping it. Um, also, it is Joe Towner. Joe, do you have a beard? Not really. Just no, no beard, don't. A little stubbly. No, right, Joe's, Joe's got the, the, the sort of the sexy, you know, five o'clock He's, he's got the Seth Rollins beard. Although Seth Rollins actually has a beard now, doesn't he? I still think of Seth Rollins having kind of stubble chin well he's a pro wrestler in 2018 so he has a beard yeah actually yeah he always has a beard what am I thinking of I guess I always picture him with not as much a beard you know those people who have like really dark stubble I kind of picture him as that but then I looked up like google image Seth Rollins every picture he's got like a big beard he's He's got a a Barry beard yeah um. So anyway, that's beard guff. That's beard guff for you. Uh, as we mentioned, it's it's bank holiday here in Ireland. I was working today. Paul, were you working? I was. Yeah, yeah. Sla- slaving away, no stopping us. We're like we're wrestlers, you know. We don't take days off except except the weekend and most other holidays. <laughs> uh, Ironically, it's uh, it's not a bank holiday here, but I did have the day off. So. Huh. There you go. Oh, bizarre world. Um, cheer the baby. Yeah, I got cheer the heels. Boo the baby faces. What's going on? <laughs> I got um, gotta try and do some shuffling with my days off at work soon because I was planning a trip in September that is now not happening. 
But uh, I want to try and get some days off next week because it's E3 next week, Paul. I know. Ooh. Um, I know. Uh, although I don't know why I would take time off to see a bunch of games that have already been leaked. Uh, ah, there's always something exciting. There's always, three, there's, isn't there? There's always something. But it's been a it's been a leaky few weeks. Uh, I dare say I, was on the show last week. I dare oh. say I'll watch all the uh, all the conferences live or, or otherwise. Uh, yeah, well, I, I like to I like to watch the the giant bomb commentaries on them, uh, which is like my my guarantee that I'll always watch them. Even stuff like I mean, if it wasn't for the fact that I enjoy that side and enjoy like they did they do like live commentary as it's happening mm. like if it wasn't for that like you couldn't pay me to watch like the ea conference well you know what you should listen to here. listen to the paul griffin that. commentary that i'm doing that i just decided already yeah on our, on our patreon it, <laughs> me it's just me going oh that game looked good and then oh mm, probably won't play that for whatever 11 hours yeah, but yeah, it's oh, the yeah, new new football game. Oh, it's a new American football game. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so uh, so anyway, uh, it's fucking roasting in this godforsaken country the last week. I think it's hotter over your side of the island than over here. Uh, I I would believe it. I would believe it. Um, okay, I'm uh, looking up on Paul, Google. Sorry, Limerick. Uh, yeah, two degrees hotter in Limerick than it is in Nixlip at the moment. God, it's brutal. And like me and Paul were at the wrestling on Saturday. We'll talk about that in a... I think we'll do the usual uh, separate broadcasts uh, on your same chair shop podcast feed. So if you are uh, if you like your indie wrestling and you want to hear us break down that card, we can, uh, we'll can we do that in a bit. We were in good old Tivoli Theatre in Dublin, and oh my Jesus, it was warm. It was. It was so warm. And they had they had the aircon on to be fair because I would feel a little breeze of it every now and then, but it was like, uh, I mean, it was like one man standing next to a coal burning engine in a train, just kind of blowing into it. Um, uh, <laughs> it was a bit like a was, sauna, to be fair. It was a bit like a sauna, and I also heard that there was a, a fight factory show uh, on Friday, which is the which is one of the it top was. sort of trainee schools in in Ireland. I didn't I didn't mm. go to that. But I heard that, that was worse again. That was in a that was in a smaller room, uh, you know. I think it's like a community center they run, um, and again, just absolutely sweating. So, um, suffering for the art uh, this week were myself and Paul. Yeah. Uh, but a, a splendid time was had by all. Um, did you go for the the obligatory Bunsen? You did. Of course. Sure, I look forward to that more than the wrestling most times. Well, it's it's a good burger. I had um, had a nice uh, hamburger with two portions of chips. Don't mind if I do. Ooh, ooh, hello. Um, and a little can of coke. Yeah, it was very nice. Bunsen, uh, the highlight of a wrestling weekend. Um, still fit it within my calorie count somehow. Um, oh my God, you must be you must be really well behaved. <laughs> well, I think I had the Bunsen. I think all I had otherwise on that day was like some cereal in the morning. That was like it. Um, yeah, Bunsen would be like what one thousand three hundred or one thousand four hundred calories, something in that range. I'm doing all right. It was one eight one eighty four uh, this morning, so still. Uh, and he's, he's he's looking at it, folks. It's reflected IRL. I'm a right I'm a right Shawn Michaels these days, so I am. <clears throat> you're, really, you're, really, you're like you're like like 
You like Justy? Remember when Justy came back with all that weight gone off him? Yeah. You like that? You know, you. Yeah. I mean, you're, you. I'm, I'm soon to be. Better. I'm soon to be excommunicated from the podcast. Also, like himself. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, and, and in a few months, neither of you will be in the Tivoli because there won't be any. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, looking good. Um, I had like my most gluttonous weekend I've had, um, uh, in in some time. Because uh, Friday, uh, I did a wing eating challenge. Oh, I heard about this. Which uh, so my favorite my favorite place to eat in Limerick is a new it's relatively new wing place. I've talked about it on the show before, and they've done this contest before. I think I actually spoke about it about a month ago at the pre when we discussed Ooh. the previous OTT because they said it to me when I went in like the day before OTT last month. They're like, "Oh, we were doing a wing eating challenge. You want to do it?" And I was like. Uh, no, and they were like, oh, we're only doing it like today and tomorrow, so I missed it. But this time I, I squeezed it in. The way it works is you go in, it's 15 quid, they give you a portion, like one of their regular portions, and as, as you're finished, uh, or, or they give you the first one, and then they immediately say, hey, what do you want your next one to be? And you tell them the amount and the flavor of wings you get, and they kind of do that. Just go on a rotation, swapping out your dirty plates and bringing out your more wings, and you have an hour to eat as many as you can. Yeah, and I it was no mega prize. Like the winner got like fifty quid, uh, cool. and it's like you do your hour. They do it all weekend, and then on Sunday they just text the winner. Yeah. I thought, right, I eat lots of shit. Yeah. I like chicken a lot. I love this restaurant. I want to give this a go. So me and my roommate went. It was the aforementioned sweltering heat. I think it was about twenty two, twenty three degrees Celsius. Oh god! Oh god! Uh, in Limerick, also it's it is fuck. Um, and for our international listeners, I mean, please also bear in mind that we are Irish. We're not we're not made for this weather. I mean, I know that's probably nothing compared to the temperatures you're dealing with, but this is not our constitution. So, like an idiot, tr- trying to prove I am the biggest man with the biggest uh, penis and chicken wing eating ability. <laughs> of course, I, I, whoa, I was, whoa, whoa, penis and chicken wing eating ability. <laughs> penis, comma, and oh. chicken wing ability. The Oxford was in there. Um, I go to start me off. I go as well. I'll, I'll start with the buffalo wings, obviously. You know, um, I don't gonna do. say like in that Sims episode. You're, you said I'll pile up on bread before I start. <laughs> yeah, I, I made that reference while I was there. I was like, "Where's the bread?" Um, <laughs> but um, uh, and they do this place. They do lots of lovely kind of um, sweet wings. You know, like barbecue and. Honey mustard and all this. No, 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 no. Barry wants the hot, spicy wings to kick things off, please. Thank you. Um, and so I made the, the massive mistake of eating twenty-four uh, hot and spicy buffalo wings in the in in the sweltering heat. That me and my roommate were sitting across from each other, and we, I, this is possibly the worst I've looked in my entire life. Um, just sweating and covered in sauce. And so after that first 24, I was like, let's just switch to the mild kind of sweet barbecue ones, please. Um, uh, it was it was a fun thing to do in a bucket list kind of way. I did a, a wing-eating challenge, but um, I was extremely sick after it. Not, I did not vomit, but I, I felt like absolute shite um, uh, after after that. Um and I think I've uh, I think I've ruined my favorite eatery in Limerick now because I never want to go back because I don't want to see a fucking chicken wing for the rest of my days. I was in I was de- I was in agony and also I was depressed because I didn't even do that well. Um, How many wings did you have all in all? 
I had 41. 41 wings. Yeah. 41 wings. Okay, I, I'm just counting that up because I, I've Googled That's, it. One, oh. one chicken wing or one buffalo wing has 81 calories. So 81 oh, times God. 41. <laughs> Jesus. 3,321 calories. That's like... Yeah. That's like what the rock eats when he's <laughs> bulking up for rampage two or something. I suppose I get now. Actually, you know what? Now I now I feel a bit better because that's like three Bunsens. <laughs> two, yeah, one and a half maybe or two Bunsen. Yeah. yeah. So so um so that's... yeah. You know, I, actually, I was happy enough with that. My roommate did forty three. There was a dude still doing it with left. Did it, well, was that dude had his heart stopped and you thought he was just still eating? No, he he seemed he seemed relatively chilled about it to be honest. Right. Um, he was on. I th- I think he was actually finishing the plate that would bring him up to forty eight, which is impressive. Uh, the fella they wouldn't they wouldn't tell us how anyone else was doing, obviously for the contest. But the, they post the results of each contest on Facebook, and the guy who won the previous uh, weekend's uh, uh, contest, I think he did like sixty six or something like that. Uh, <laughs> that's I, a, that's uh, more calories than I eat in like three days. <laughs> yeah, I, I I was like. I, I, oh I my tipped God. my cap to you, to you, sir. I said it to my, my roommate because he was all kind of gung-ho about it. He's like, oh, I'm, this is going to be great. We can do this. There's no problem. I was like, I'm looking forward to this. But as it got closer, I was like, this is definitely going to be one of those things where we do it. And then afterwards we go, that is not as easy as it looks. And that is, in fact, what happened. Um, so, uh, so that was fun. And then, uh, you know, that was the day before the wrestling. And obviously when I went up for the wrestling, I uh, can't go to the wrestling without having a lovely tasty burger before I go, for, to, go to the wrestling. Lads. Of course. So uh, I, went, I went to that new Five Guys in Dublin City Centre. So they don't um, let you in unless you had a burger. No, absolutely. Yeah, they, 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 they do a little breathalyzer on you. They smell your breath as you go in. Uh, so I got a Five Guys, which was very tasty, as it always is. Also, uh, that new Five Guys in Dublin City Centre is great. It's massive, uh, so there's loads of room. It's not as packed or, or uh, uh, long to get served as, as uh, some of the other ones I've been to, so I would recommend that. Mm, uh, you Five Guys guy, Paul? No. Uh, I'd, I'd pop into that one. It's good. Do. Maybe um, next time we're in Dublin, we're going to Five Guys. Yeah. Five Guys, burgers and fries. Delicious chippies. Mm-hmm. Oh my damn! Uh, <laughs> um, so uh, so yeah, so that was that, and then uh, I I <laughs> I showed some restraint when OTT were handing out free pizza to the queue because uh, uh, <laughs> uh, I was on the cusp of death. Um, yeah, they just started to hand their free pizza to people in the queue. Which uh, I think was it you who joked that that was uh, Loki's booking fee because he didn't show up. <laughs> Loki did show up in the end, but um... for the Loki did in fact show up and was was quite lovely. I met Loki. I had a little chat with him. Yeah, how was Loki? Uh, uh, he was lovely. Honestly, I mean, it was it was. I so, I mean, I feel like there was a lot of conversation, just like you know, in the queue and amongst people before the show and even on Twitter, like, oh, is Loki going to show up? Is he? You know, what's his mood going to be? But. To be honest, most of his like international excursions, because I heard great things about him from people who saw him in Germany last year. Heard great things from people who saw him in Fight Club last year, and then again, he's in Fight Club this week. And honestly, everyone I know who talked to him said he was a gent, he was nice, he was teased, big smiley head in him in all his pictures. He was, he was great. Uh, and even, oh, this is something that would only happen to me. Uh, I goes up to him, and I, I, I shook his hand. I goes, how you doing? He's like, good. Oh, we had a small talk, and I goes, um... Uh, how much for the for the pictures? And he goes, it's uh, ten euro. And I, uh, he had this one of him with the IWGP Junior title. 
And he said, uh, I'll, I'll be right back to you in just a moment. I think he had to go get a pen, right? So he goes and he gets the proper pen. You should have seen the effort he put into his signature uh, uh, on, on this. He All spends right. literally like a full three minutes. <laughs> so he writes, uh, and he puts and he puts the, the kanji characters mm. uh, uh, for, for his name. And because I bought the one of him with the, with the junior title, he puts 65th IWGP junior champion on the, the the signature, which I was just like, man, you know what? Five euros more than that, ten euros more than I typically spend on an eight by ten. I appreciate the effort you're putting into it. Thank you, sir. So, the queue was busy, obviously, for Loki. So, uh, I think I think when he went to get the pen, he kind of lost the run of himself, and so he hands me the picture, and he just starts. He says, "Thank you very much, sir." And he and he, and he starts serving the guy next to me, and I walk away. Complete. I five seconds pass. I was like, I forgot to pay Loki. I was like, I owe, I owe Loki. I owe low key money. I was like, this is this is this is how it ends. This is, this is fucking. He's gonna he's gonna fucking do a Sasuke special onto me and just kick my head off. Um, uh, and I I politely yes panically got back into the queue. And after he finished serving a guy, I was kind of cut in front of the next person. I said, oh, sorry, Mister Key, uh, I think you forgot to take my ten euro. And he he got he goes, oh thank you very much. And he put out his hand and I I shook his hand and he gave me. The hardest handshake a human has ever given to me. He he was so nice, but he's still low key and he's so intense. He squeezed my head that he was just oh, he's great. It was like my my one tiny little merch table exchange with low key, and he was he was excellent. So you had like the um, opposite experience as I did with Marty Skrull that one time. Kind of, yeah, kind. Of. You successfully uh, ripped the wrestler off for some money. <laughs> I, 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 but I, I, I saw the error of my ways. I went back. That's the second time I've done that TT, by the way. And also, I picked the two fucking most scariest people to do it to because I once almost walked away without paying Matt Riddle uh, uh, for a shirt because uh, I, I got it and I think we got a picture and then I began to walk away. But luckily, he's Matt Riddle, so he just goes, uh, "Bro, I think you forgot to pay me." Uh, and I goes, "Oh my god, I'm so <laughs> that's okay, man. That's okay. Yeah, have a good time." And he's just like, you know, being Matt Riddle. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so that was we'll talk more about OCT in a bit, but um But yeah, I think that's I think that's life golf. What else have you been up to this week, boys? Either of you been up to anything? Not really. Long weekend, but nothing notable. Got a haircut today. Ooh. That's exciting, I suppose. Uh ready for the summer. Got rid of that mop. Nice and short. Uh yeah, that's about it really. Yeah, I need to get a haircut myself. Maybe, maybe over the week. So the Leagues of Festival here, um, which is the local county fair style, de- you know, deal with um, carnies and you know, throw throw the beanbag at the cans and win a knockoff plushie. Um, I, I I heard of one of one very specific kind of carny at this festival, Paul. What some of the OTT wrestlers rather were they? I guess you didn't see that. There were, in fact, wrestlers at the... Oh, at the Leagues of Festival, the, there were. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, there was wrestling. I was giving you a little segue there. They, they had, well, they had that there last year. I think I spoke about it on the show last year. I think you did, actually. It yeah. was it, Irish Whip Wrestling with um, uh, the the Galway Grappler and PJ Malone. Oh, yes, the Galway Grappler! <laughs> um, <laughs> I did... We passed by the festival very quickly yesterday i did walk down and saw the ring there but they weren't having a match two of the wrestlers were just lying down in the ring having a chat um 
There was no wrestling happened. And just just in a oh. quick reminder, in last year's um, All Star Extravaganza, one match involved a wrestler um, sticking a fork in his opponent's eye for fifteen straight minutes while the referee looked at the turnbuckle. They did no other spots, just that. And then the other match, it started raining, so they just did a pedigree and went home early, brother. Um, oh god, raining. It started to rain, yeah. Um, luckily the weather was nice this time, but uh, unlike last year, I didn't have any sort of expectations of there being good wrestling to watch, so it didn't bother me whole. Um, but one thing that uh, there was was fireworks display, and I was kind of you know excited this year that we would go down and see the fireworks. But the only, the only problem, brother, is that I thought the fireworks were tonight, but they're actually last night. So we were sitting in bed, sound of fireworks just start happening, and I was all sad about it. But uh, there's always next year. And maybe I'll watch the wrestling yeah. again next year. <laughs> but, um... No, I, I had my... just jump in the ring? Like, yeah, I say... Did anyone, did anyone notice? I would say I'm legitimately a bigger star in the world of wrestling than the lads in the ring were. <laughs> if I said that, I would be crucified <laughs> this podcast. And if I said it as a joke, everyone would just assume I was being serious. <laughs> Uh, hmm. Well, am I joking or am I serious? Mm. <laughs> That's the question. Email in uh, Galway Grappler, and I'll see you at next year's League of Festival. Oh dear! Oh dear! Uh, what about you, Tony? Did you hit? Did you miss any fireworks? Or um, no. That's my weekend was very boring. No, no wrestling events attended. Um, I did pop out for a kind of... It was very sunny on Sunday, so I popped out for a nice walk. Um, unfortunately, what I didn't realise was there was a massive festival taking place in the park just down the road. Was it wrestling? Um, so I, it wasn't wrestling, it was music festival. Ah. Um, so I ended up having to kind of wade through like people in fancy dress going to this festival and police and barricades. So, so slightly ruined my Sunday afternoon walk. Um, uh, yeah, uh, that's the that's the weekend. Nice weather. All right. Alrighty. Uh, you know, solid life guff across the board there. Um, let me see here. Uh, Paul, were you a, a part of the uh, uh, battle royale to get OTT tickets this morning? I wasn't. No. No. Nah, I stepped. Not gonna make it. Not gonna make it. Um, this is one of the problems that I often have with OTT is uh, they will put the tickets on sale the day after a days day. no but days before I get paid oh because well, well. um, I get paid on the 7th of every month so you know I mean yeah to, to, to an extent the fact that we were just at a show and like they're like tickets go on sale in two days I'm like well let me yeah. you know let me let the ecstasy of the show wear off a little bit um, you know mm. before I start craving that OTT action again um, but even to be honest uh, I guess we can talk more about it later but when they when they announced the card there wasn't too much to get me get me juices flowing um, it's funny because we were in the queue and we just were chatting nonchalantly and I mentioned that <laughs> my brother and I had made some predictions for what 
the card was going to be. Uh, Speedball Bailey was mentioned. He's he's of course oh, yeah. there. <laughs> um, that was actually that was actually mentioned. That's correct. Uh, no Matt Riddle though. We figured you know get Matt Riddle on the blower. He'll be there. Um, <laughs> no, but it's like you know Walter. Literally the only thing I'd be excited to go for. Um, so so before you know, just in case anyone doesn't want to listen to the the full OTT thing, your first Walter experience was good, was it? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, like to the point that I would go see him again, you know, just just to see him. He's kind of a name that I would go out of my way to see. But like, otherwise, and Helico, I I didn't see him in in the Tivoli the first time, but I watched on demand and kind of eh. didn't do anything for me. Um, Speedball, I've seen multiple times. Um, who else? Ginny's back. Ginny's quite good, I suppose. Cabana. Cabana. Yeah. Okay. If if he's out of court by then. We Trent, we've uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, we've. Uh, I think we got our share of Trent on this show, you know. Yeah. So, eh, no, uh, I didn't. I didn't. Um, not only was I not in the queue, but I kind of didn't even. You know, had I the money, I don't know that I would even have been that fussed about it. To be honest, I'll, I mean, I watch it on demand, and I'm sure I'll go to another show down the line. But uh, you know, I think this weekend. Uh, like the homecoming one earlier this year will be kind of hard to top next month. Although I'm sure that they can do it, but it was a, definitely a very fun show. Uh, so we will uh, move on there from Life Guff. Get into our various other uh, guffs here. Uh, I've started watching Archer again, um, which I've kind of had on ice for several months at this stage. Can't remember the last time I watched it. I'm on to I think the most recent season or the second most recent season. It's the uh, the the fucking like Dick Tracy I guess inspired private detective um, theme season. Um, it's not great, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, Arch is a show that I think has been solid through its entire run, but I think the further and further you go into it, I feel like it's gotten consistently less funny. Um, um, from those, I mean, from that first like two seasons, which I thought were hysterical, um, to like the one I just finished, which was centered on Veronica Dean at the Figus Agency, wasn't sold on that that much. And this this most recent one I'm on now, I'm kind of very tepid on. It's always watchable. I don't feel like it's any kind of like this like embarrassing, terrible thing, and, and, and what have you. Uh, my take is too hot. I will not be silenced, police. Um. <laughs> Uh, but uh, I'll, I'll stick with it, and I, and I know there's only—I think there's only one more season left. Anyway, I think that the next season tear will be the last one. Um, but yeah, it's—it's it's unfortunately not. Uh, not um, I think that's it, really. I don't think I, I, I watched a whole lot of other telly. I'm still watching Brooklyn Nine Nine. Obviously, still enjoying that, but uh, not not much else. Um, so I've been watching Arrested Development uh, over the past few weeks. First, from from the beginning. Uh, with season five uh, in mind, which came out, uh, I think it was actually, yeah, last week, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, I, yeah. I just started, I hit season four today. It's actually the first time I've rewatched it since uh, it first came out, which was now quite a while ago. Um, have, of course, remixed season four. Um, so I, think, I can't even really remember it, really, because I only watched it once. It was ages ago, but... I think it was all, all the storylines were kind of told, I think it was like one at a time, and it kind of all built to this like 
final episode where it all came together. Whereas I think they've they've remixed it to make it all kind of go in parallel. Um, either way, it's still shit, to be honest. Um, <laughs> ah, ah. <laughs> just coming off of watching like the first three seasons and then getting to this, it's just uh, that's not funny at all. Generally, quite annoying. Um, kind of annoyed they brought it back, to be honest. I feel like they've made a huge mistake. Um, I don't know. I'll watch the rest of season four. Maybe it'll get better and then I'll give season five a go. But yeah, nothing will ever recapture the glory of those first three marvellous seasons. Um, yeah, that's all I've been watching, really. Just working work my way through that. Alrighty. Uh, anything on your end, Paul? No, I don't watch telly. Telly is for losers. <laughs> no, I mean, we're still watching Adventure Time, but it's been a while since we watched an episode. We maybe watch them tonight. Um, apart from that, no, nothing. Alrighty, we can move on to uh, movie guff. Um, I have not seen a movie this week. Uh, it is it is slim pickings out there uh, at the well, moment. You got you got solo. Yeah. I de- was I on this no. show to talk about solo? We haven't spoken about it. No, I don't think so. Oh, uh, it's right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It's right. <laughs> Um, uh, uh, did you, do, um, do you want to know the origins of every single thing that is referenced in a new hope? Cause I have a movie for you. If you would like to know that, <laughs> um, it's, 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 you know, it is honestly, it's a fine watchable movie. Um, it, there is a farcical amount of things reference in this film to the point that i do feel like it is all it is genuinely almost like every single phrase uttered in a new hope is explained so you've got first meeting with lando first time seeing the millennium falcon first time meeting chewbacca those are some three those are three pretty significant things to have all happen in one film that define who this character is but they don't just stop there i mean you find out it's not anything especially interesting, but you see him get the blaster for the first fucking time. Oh. You see him re- references, I was kicked out of the flight school, having a mind of my own. There's, of course, there's shot first reference. It's, it is relentless. It is relentless. Um, but it's all right. It is an all right. It is a watchable film. And the, the little, little fellow they have playing him, Seth MacFarlane Jr., is fine. Um, <laughs> uh uh, Amelia Clark is rubbish in it as she typically tends. Yeah, she's. Ru- I think she's rubbish in uh, everything that she's ever made. Yes, that I have seen. Um. So so yeah, that's uh, that. I think we'll do um, solo maybe the weekend because I want to see Jurassic World. Uh, fall, oh, fallen kingdom as well. Jesus, we can stop seeing that trailer. Uh, I feel like I've been watching that trailer. Um, oh God Almighty! I still haven't seen the first Jurassic World. Um, it's, 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 I like it. I don't know that I would say. Uh, I don't know that I would even go as far as it's all right, but I like it. <laughs> um, yeah. So I was. I want. I want to get more use out of my Odeon card. But like, I sometimes like when I'm on my break at work, I'll just because there's an Odeon across the road from my office, I'll just check and say, "Hey, what's on today?" 
it's like god there is like five films on in the cinema and it's like avengers and solo are two of them um i think i think they're still showing a quiet place there's fucking nothing out oh my god um, and because I, I just I got this, I'm like, I will go and see something if I've never heard of it, but it's like moderately well reviewed, and it's like there's not even any of that. Um, so it's I picked I picked some down months to get this thing, but uh, yeah, quiet quiet movie uh, uh, week for me. What about yeah. you, lads? Yeah, I've so, uh, watched one movie, and I feel like this might be an early, you know, culmination of the Dwayne Johnson watching series uh because i've watched the tooth fairy which is almost in a way like the quintessential early dwayne johnson movie you know before he kind of (laughs) reinvented himself to an extent as you know a jason statham level hard man his his early uh acting career was all kids movies and dramas weirdly enough uh but the tooth fairy is one that's kind of you know notorious for being a, a role that he took again i think was part of his uh no tooth fairy isn't is tooth fairy even a disney movie i'm not sure uh, yeah yeah it is isn't it um well he did all those all those kids movies early on i know that race to which martin certainly was tooth fairy i'm not sure about but um yeah, I watched Tooth Fairy, and I, I kind of was going into it with a kind of, hmm, like a, a, a Three Stooges mindset of like, if I, if I go on the podcast now and say, you know what, Tooth Fairy, not too bad, 6 out of 10, does that become like the new Three Stooges meme on the podcast that Paul liked the Maybe. Tooth Fairy? Yeah. Um, at the same time, I, it's like not rubbish. It's... um. Tooth Fairy is, is... Rubbish. It's, hang on. <laughs> Conflicting opinions. Tooth Fairy is... Okay, Tooth Fairy is bad. It is a bad movie. Um, I would, I would go, be, stay, stay short uh, of saying it's rubbish. I, I would say in tone, it's... Um, it's close to, although obviously nowhere near as good, it's close in tone to like a jingle all the way, almost. It's that kind of movie. It feels like, it feels like a, a a mid to late nineties movie in the mold of like the Santa Claus or Liar Liar. It feels like it feels like that one of those movies. You know, it was made in like two thousand and eight or something. Uh, so The Rock plays an ice hockey player called the Tooth Fairy because he knocks people teeth people's teeth out, um, which is not what the Tooth Fairy does, but nevertheless. And yeah, you know he he plays the 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 stepfather coming into the family trying to get on with the kids. Uh, again, a, a trope of those kind of movies like Jingle All the Way has obviously the uh, divorced parent uh, played by. We talked about, we talked about the, this. The, the, the trope of like the 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 '90s divorced dad. Yeah. So The Rock plays the 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 stepfather of this family. Um, He's actually the boyfriend. Yeah, well, he's the boy for the... Not spoilers, they get married at the end. Um, oh, guys, I, I apologize, listeners. For The Rock is the boyfriend of the one, but no, but a lot of the movie is about his relationship with the kids. And, the um, yep, 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 but funnily yep, enough, yep. there's the, the, the father, the the existing or, or ex-husband 
doesn't appear in the movie is never mentioned <laughs> maybe there was no father maybe the woman had them kids on her own um to the direct i don't know maybe it was a virgin birth twice anyway the rock is stepping in and um the little daughter of the family loses a tooth uh, and the rock frustrated at his how his own career is going takes it on the girl and says little girl there's no tooth fairy uh, and of course this uh, crime results in him being summoned to the tooth fairy kingdom uh, and he's punished by becoming himself a tooth fairy and he then you know foregoes uh, or undergoes various wacky uh, tooth fairy visits where he has to take the tooth out, leave the dollar bill, yada yada yada. Um, yeah. the star of the show, unsurprisingly, not the rock, rock, rock very bad oh. in it. No, Steve, oh. Steve Merchant, who, um, is in it, he's in that, he is great in it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Steve Merchant plays his kind of like count, his tooth fairy counselor who's making sure that he's doing oh, his a, a, a lanky punishment. freak of a character is it? Uh, yeah I think his character is called lanky freak fairy man something like that uh, but he's great and uh, but yeah it's it's it. although it's similar in tone to something like tooth fairy or jingle all the way it's like really flat and not particularly funny uh, specifically some cameos that are like baffling cameos like Billy Crystal shows up in an uncredited uh, appearance and he's just, you know, like nails on a chalkboard, unfunny. Um, and speak of the devil, uh, Seth MacFarlane also shows up in it. Um, so just all the worst people, <laughs> basically. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's kind of like one thing that I didn't expect the Tooth Fairy movie to be was just like bland. You know, like with something as, as kind of over the top as as that theme you expect that's going to be like a wacky like jingle all the way where everything is a farce you know but it's actually quite reserved for a movie about the tooth fairy and quite boring at some points and um yeah happily i can i can say that you know definitively i i didn't particularly like it was not very good so i would i would not recommend the tooth fairy um just watch Jingle All the Way again instead. Doesn't matter if it's not Christmas. Or, the, or watch the Santa Claus, which is Santa Claus. I was gonna, yeah, I was getting lots of uh, Santa Claus vibes in that review. It's definitely, uh, you know, a copy paste of kind of the format of uh, the Santa Claus. Uh, it would only, I think, it would be perfect if at the end of the movie he gave to the like father character who again is not in it but if there was a father character and at the end he gave him like the dollar under the pillow or something as in the santa claus uh happens mm. Mm. also there's no character as cool as bernard from that movie although steve merchant i guess plays a similar role although steve merchant's not very cool but he is good in it um so yeah tooth fairy I um, watched a couple of movies. I watched, um, I think I watched this last week. I don't know if I talked about it, but King King Arthur and the Legend of the Sword, which oh. is um, Guy Ritchie's, uh, what was supposed to be the first in a six-part franchise, uh, retelling the myths of Camelot. Um, I think they're going to stop at one. <laughs> they realized probably wasn't going to work. Um, because it was a bomb, baby. 
anyway, I it wasn't the worst movie I've ever seen. It was um, entertaining at parts, but kind of lacked a certain kind of energy or magic um, that was in the um, Sherlock Holmes movie that that um, Guy Ritchie did with with Robert Downey Jr. and Jude Law. Uh, maybe it's just Robert Downey Jr.'s brought the characters alive. I don't know, but. He tries to kind of blend the whole lock, stock, snatch, geezers, little bit, a little bit away with the um, Arthurian myth. So it's a little bit kind of Game of Thronesy, but it, it doesn't really work. So I don't think maybe he goes far enough with it. Um, but yeah, not not the worst movie I've ever seen, but also fairly fairly boring. Um, kind of does drag on a bit. So no thumbs up for. Uh, King Arthur, Legend of the Sword. Oh, and also David Beckham's in it. Uh, Possibly <laughs> the worst, the worst cameo I've ever seen in my life. Ooh. Um, it like really, really bad. Like his, the delivery, you just cringe when you hear it. Worse um, than Ed Sheeran in Game of Thrones. Oh, oh, far worse. Worse than Billy oh, Crystal in The Tooth Fairy. Oh, far worse. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's a weird one because... That, that, sorry. That was the best take they got. <laughs> like, really? I mean, at least Ed Sheeran is like, a, a, in a way, is like a get for Game of Thrones because he's like, you know, a very yeah. relevant pop star. David Beckham. Bah! Hang on now. What? Hang on. That's my... That's my I, I just made a, a Game of Thrones gremlin noise there. Um... Uh, they, they don't need a guess. It's Game of Thrones. Ah, uh, yeah. Even so, I, I think you'd be surprised by, uh, you know, people hearing, "Oh, Ed Sheeran's in it." Oh, check that out. I don't know who, who's got who's. It's not, it's not Monday Night Raw. It's like they're either gonna watch the show or they're not. You know. <laughs> well, I don't know who's. I don't know who's gonna see King Arthur because David Beckham is in it. Well, that's that's true. That's true. Yeah, I, I, I don't even know really anyone who would see the movie and like go, oh, there's David Beckham. I know him. He's <laughs> uh, just probably mates with Guy Ritchie or producers or something. Oh, almost certainly. Yeah. Almost certainly. He plays Trigger, yeah. a smart-mouthed and scarred soldier of King Vortigam. Well, yeah, that's the other joke is that it's David Beckham, but they make him look really ugly with loads of prosthetics and scars and stuff. So. Hilarious. I'm gonna Google this. Anyway, I also what speaking of good movies, I after watching the Red Letter Media review of Mad Max Two, where they go oh, yeah. on and on about Fury Road, really? I decided to watch Fury Road, and I can report it's still really good. Um, yeah. So always, always watch that. If in doubt, watch Fury Road because um, not only great action. Uh, great visuals, um, also great f- uh, feminist movie as well. So you know, oh, and, that, and you get a, you get an extra star for that. So yeah, that's six stars. So mm-hmm. yeah. so that's all the movies I've watched this week. That would be that would be the movie I get sh- should the day come that I upgrade to the old four uh, K. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll grab I'll grab one of them ultra. HD Blu-ray things. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pop yeah. that sob in there. Um, um. Also, Barry, I just had a look at movie releases for the summer. Go on. Um, 
I don't want to worry you, but July, oh, you've no. got the first purge. Um, in case oh. you're wondering where, how the purge came about, you can finally uh, find, find that out. That. Okay. Yep, I think good. it basically it, it it references everything that happened in the original purge movie and kind of explains the origins of that. Oh, good. You know, yes. That's good. Like okay. how like how the purges first met. You know, and, and all oh. that. Phone um, call. Someone's go. Oh, oh, and they can kill people. Oh, okay, I understand. Yes, good idea. Yeah, uh, the fans, the fans of the purge love it though. That's the important yeah. thing. <laughs> There's a lot of purge fan service in there. But anyway, yeah, in the universe. Um, you've got Ant Man and the Wasp. In case you were worried that there were no more Marvel movies this year. No. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 You've you've got Skyscraper starring The Rock. Ooh. Excellent. Um, I, it wasn't quite satiated by Rampage. Let me add that one no. to the old listy. Uh, the one where it's like they may, like uh, they may die hard again, but the fella's a little bit disabled, so the rock thinks it's profound. Okay. <laughs> Let's do Rampage again, but with less gorilla in it, please. <laughs> you've got you've got another Mission Impossible movie. Uh, I've seen uh, one of good. them in my entire life. Uh, they're good, in fairness. I hear they're good, but I've seen one of them. Um, uh, and then you've also you've also got Mamma Mia. Here we go again. So uh, uh, I, I mean, I like Lily James, but I'm not caught up on the first one again. My lore isn't. Uh, um, I mean, uh, I okay. I think the story has probably evolved a little bit since your boy at the Barry Lad did a beautiful version of Waterloo in the primary school play um, uh, yeah. 15 years ago. You know. Mm. And if you think July's bad, uh, August, well, oh, God. <laughs> uh, I, th- I mean, you know, when you're scrolling through Netflix for quite a while and you get to the movies that you just no longer recognize any of them. Yeah. That's mm. what August looks like at the cinema. <laughs> There's, I mean, the only the only franchise I can recognize here is uh, Slenderman. So it's going to be oh, God. Other than that. <laughs> when yeah. that's the winner. <laughs> Almighty. So yeah. this, this look forward to all of this on upcoming editions of Movie Guff. Yeah, some of movies. Uh, let me see here. I guess we can move on to uh, the game Guff for this week. Paul, I have a question for you. Did you get some of that sweet, sweet Mario Tennis action over the weekend? I did. I did play some Mario I, Tennis. I downloaded that demo. I played the tutorial and then I think two regular matches against the computer. Uh-huh. And I tell you what, that's that's what a demo is for because I was like, all right, I'm buying this when it's out. That's good. Yeah, I, 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 I played a bit more than you, I think, but I did enjoy it. Um, it's pretty bad. I mean, obviously, it's it's. Uh, I think it's just like you can play against CPU. You've got like four characters and I think there's some kind of online aspect to it like yes well it's it's over now but there was an online you know tournament oh well yeah um yeah no that seemed cool um i i liked original mario tennis quite a bit i have not played one since the original um but just just on purely on the feel of it and the the kind of special move mechanics they introduced i'm like yeah that'll be great this will be a great local multiplayer game uh for some time to come so i was like good Mm, i'm hoping Uh, we have a mario golf Coming down the road, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the golf franchise more so than Mario Tennis. Um, but yeah, that being said, I think Mario Tennis works as uh, you know, uh, obviously a wacky 
party game, but also as kind of a straight-laced tennis game. It's, like, really strong. Uh, and I think that's the aspect that I like about it the most, is that, you know, with the party game aspect, it's, it's a little Mario Karty where, you know, the special moves and the, the mechanic of, like, your, your racket can break and so on. But I also like kind of the Smash Brothers-style intricacy of it that like depending on your timing and your direction that you can like and in fact the game has it like a simple mode in it that only has those like removes all the special moves and so on i think that's where i'd kind of be most interested in, in it being like a hardcore like super uh as i said intricate tennis game i think that's what kind of allures me most about it but yeah i played a few games um offline uh played a few games online lost those uh, mm. uh cuz i got in quite late as well i only i only played it yesterday evening um yeah same because i i'd heard that the the um timed online tournament demo was only running until yesterday midnight so i got a few hours in uh yeah enjoyed it um i don't know that i that i'll necessarily pick it up full price that feels like something that i might dabble in later down the line but um it was nice to pick up... Like, I haven't played my Switch in a while. It was nice to pick it up and get into it again. Um, I also played some other demos, because I was, I was in kind of a demo-y mood. Um, and seeing if there was anything out there that would necessarily grab me for maybe my next Switch game to play. Uh, I played uh, Oceanhorn. Uh, Oceanhorn's demo. I don't know if you've heard of this game. Never. Never o- heard of it. Oceanhorn is like a isometric link to the past meets wind waker i was gonna say zelda style game but i guess i'll I'll go as far as say like zelda ripoff um because if if somebody showed it to you and didn't tell you what it was you'd say oh they made you a new zelda game and kind of that retro style but it's actually not a licensed zelda game it just steals uh every idea from zelda even to an extent the story of, of the star link to the past um uh unfortunately i don't i didn't really enjoy it that much um oh the the combat is is quite unsatisfying to the point that you know you can like vaguely face the the direction of an enemy and just hammer the like y button which is used to like swing your sword and that's it there's no kind of you know thought put into it there's no dynamic uh battling or anything and the problem is is because it's um i think it was originally released on ios so like it's it's very very simple um but you know playing games obviously maybe not fair to compare it, but playing games like god of war uh lately mm. i kind of expect a little bit more from you know that kind of that kind of combat it's just too simple to wallop one button repeatedly and kill an enemy and yeah, I just I think I the visual style doesn't really gel with me. That kind of um forty-five degree angle isometric. I never really liked how that how that kind of works in games. Uh so yeah, Oceanhorn unfortunately one that I will not proceed with. I did beat I excuse me, beat the whole demo. And uh, there's certain things about it I do like. I think the music is very good. And um and and it, it is a you know a pretty game, especially on, on Switch. But it's it's it, it does feel kind of lifeless and like shameless and how much of a ripoff it is, while not being as good as the Zelda games, which are already available on Switch, Breath of the Wild, and so on. Um, 
I also played a bit of Rayman Legends oh, uh, demo. Now, I beat, Ray- I beat Rayman Origins on PS3, and I remember that being a game that was, like, you know, super precise in its platforming. Like, to the point that there were some levels that you're essentially playing to, like, the beat of the game, to time it out, you know? Like, the beat of the soundtrack. And, um, yeah, there were some levels that I probably had to repeat a hundred times just because you have to do it, like, so perfectly. And I don't know whether it's just because it's been so long since I played the first one uh, or whether it's to do with, I don't know, how the Switch uh, hardware works. But I don't know. I felt I thought the controls felt a little a little loose, uh, particularly the dashing kind of felt a little imprecise. Um, but that's the, Rayman Legends definitely a game that I will get around to playing because I thought the first one was like really like a class platformer you know like everything about it is done perfectly it mm. looks beautiful sounds great the platforming is super satisfying you know flawless flawless is a good word for it to be honest like rayman origins um probably my favorite 2d platformer of the last 10 years up there with like the donkey kong wii games uh, but i think rayman is a step above even those uh, and then the last demo I played was uh, Kirby Star Allies. Um, oh. Yeah. Uh, I actually really liked it. Um, essentially, the way the game works is, is it's like a super simple, uh, not even a platformer. It's more like a an updated um, Streets of Rage kind of game, but with puzzles in it. It's, it, like, it's, it doesn't really involve much platforming. It's just going left to right and beating up enemies more or less um with with obviously puzzles put in and it's i think it's made for multiplayer play but you can you can play it one player and what essentially you do similar to mario odyssey is as you approach enemies you can uh not possess them in the same way as mario odyssey but you throw a heart at them and they join your team and then they have certain abilities that you can use and you can collect like a party of four people and if you're playing multiplayer your friends will control those uh characters and uh yeah i mean the kirby games i've never really had an interest in but they're they're i've always enjoyed their soundtracks uh based on having played smash bros so much and a lot of that music comes from kirby even though a lot of people don't realize it um but i don't know i just there was something about it that i just found really satisfying i think it's in particular the the way that you can um use the combined abilities of your party of four to create like special abilities or special weapons like i had uh i don't know the names of the characters but a fire character on my team and they were able to breathe fire onto my sword which meant now i had a fire sword and that i was able to use shoot fire then at other enemies and i was looking at at videos of it because the demo is very very small but i was looking at videos and there's like loads of different combinations you can do depending on the combination of characters you have in your party and um yeah i mean i would recommend just given the demo world it's like i don't know whether it's a full price game or whether i would even pay full price for it but the demo was actually surprisingly fun and surprisingly satisfying um so that's all i played uh this week still tipping away at god of war it's about halfway through god of war's main story now um but you know i was in more of a switchy mood especially since the mario tennis um demo was out and i know that there's one or two games i have my eye on in kind of a, an indie corner way um there's a game i want to play called the subsurface circular which i probably will oh yes pick up yeah. this week and play that 
and um, I believe they just released a sequel to that game as well, which is not, which is not out on Switch, it's only out on PC, called the, the Quarantine Circular, which I might pick up as well. I think Tacoma is out on PS4, finally, as well. Um, oh, really? Sequel to Gone Home. Yeah, word of warning, though, I wasn't a huge fan of Tacoma when I, pl- I played on PC. But if people out there have PS4s and really enjoyed Gone Home, you might give Tacoma uh, a go. I, I believe it's out on PS4 now. Um, did you uh, speaking of the Switch? Because mm. um, I, yeah, like yourself, I was looking for an excuse to dust that thing off recently because I have not used that in forever. Yeah, uh, Mario Tennis got me back into it. Did you uh, did you play that free Pokemon thing at all? Pokemon Quest? No. Um, I did no, see neither. the uh, the announcement for Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee. And, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. There's one thing that's been kind of on my mind lately and it's it's to do with pokemon specifically and more even more so to do with kind of nintendo's general mindset and even to an extent movies and tv nowadays and that's to do with like um like the ambition of these companies like they they announced a new pokemon game and you know of course pokemon is always at its core going to be this you know not dumbed down but this like simple enough kids game and I just play games like God of War. I don't for a second think that Pokemon should be like God of War, but I play games like God of War and, and especially uh, games uh, like you know Assassin's Creed Origins that just have so much content in them. And I look at the new Pokemon and just think like, <laughs> like they're going the wrong direction with it, you know? Uh, I believe one of the creators of the game came out with a comment that's like, we really don't want to get so far away from the core concept of Pokemon that like new players are kind of alienated by it. But it's like, they've been just making the same game for, you know, for like two decades now. And it just strikes me as kind of a lack of ambition to do something strikingly different with the franchise and really kind of branch out and make something on the scale of something like an Assassin's Creed origins. Um, and you're talking about Solo earlier. Like, I've obviously not seen Solo yet. But one thing that just really turns me off about these movies is just the reliance on, you know, telling these really safe stories rather than, you know, trying something new. Like, we had Ro- Rogue One, which is a movie based off a throwaway line in A New Hope. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Which, you know, Rogue One, I thought, was okay, but... You know, it, it didn't do anything um, daring or it wasn't like, you know, a risk. It, it was a very, very safe movie to make. And Solo, by all you know accounts, is, is just fan service. You know, it's like, I would rather that they would, would make a Han Solo movie that's not linked in any way to the old movies. It's just an adventure with Han Solo or just a new character, you know. But we're not going to get that because... Star Wars, the Star Wars company, especially with you know Kathleen Kennedy, uh, super super safe, and in, in a way that like makes me think of them more or less like WWE. You know, all these <laughs> all these companies are just so risk adverse that it really affects how interested in their products I am, and that comes back to Pokemon and Nintendo. And while Nintendo do stuff like Labo and the Pokeball thing. Yeah, you know they yeah. take risks in that sense, but their games are always super safe. The only the the only time 
lately that they've really kind of gone outside of their box was Breath of the Wild. And that was like, uh, you know, critically very successful, but it's, I, don't, I don't think it's even top one or two selling games on the Switch for whatever reason. So mm. I don't know. I don't know what, what my point is, but I, I just kind of wish that these companies would be a little bit more ambitious and a little bit more adventurous with, you know, the properties they have. There you go. That, that, uh, there's my rant for the week. Alrighty. It's a good one. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, so the other thing I, uh, uh, the other thing I was playing on my Switch was the uh, that new Street Fighter collection hmm. that came out. Um, that? It's good. Um, uh, you know, I'm terrible at Street Fighter. Uh, I was I struggling to even like you know, win a round when I was first playing it because I forgot how, how to play. Uh, but it's it's really faithful. Uh, so basically, this is, if you haven't seen this, it's 50 euro on Switch. I think it's 40 everywhere else. I'm not too sure. It's basically Street Fighter 1, the original not very good game. Uh, Street Fighter 2, the, the vanilla, you know, basic Street Fighter 2 original. Uh, and then I think three of the follow-ups, so like Super Street Fighter 2, Street Fighter 2, the new Challengers, Street Fi- Hyper Street Fighter 2, and then it's Street Fighter 3, and again, three of the variants thereof, the sequels, mm. and then Street Fighter Alpha, and again, three of the variants. Now, I, I haven't played most of these. I'll be honest, I kind of got this because I was like, this is the t- t- perfect type of thing to have on the Switch, because I was mm. like, if I bring in my Switch, be about the trade. I like having a little bit of variety on my Switch. I might play a bit. I might play like twenty minutes of Zelda if I'm on a trade, and then I'm like, oh, play a bit of Street Fighter, and that's you know twelve games in one, and also you know be great for like multiplayer nights and stuff like that. So I I kind of dicked around with a couple of them. It's good. It's 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 it looks great. Um, uh, obviously, all the games are in four by three, so you have your borders uh, and all that, and. Um, it's 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 pretty solid. The only problem is that obviously the Switch D pad is not exactly, uh, uh, you know, it's not a great. Um, I'm struggling with my words here. What that, am I thinking? That reminds me. Great... Uh, by the way, I also played one more demo. I played the Pokémon demo. You know, the Pokémon beat 'em up game. Oh yes, yeah. That is a weird weird uh, issue with that as well. Is that it 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 advises you to play with the d-pad and yet a lot of the fights are happening in like a 3d space and it's really an odd kind of combination that game is not particularly good by the way um, yeah that's like a, it's like it's like a tekken-ish game it's like, like a weird tekken, tekken game, game but like yeah tekken is great and pokken is is not good um yeah so anyway what i was trying to say was the uh the d-pad on the switch is it's not great to begin with but it's even the the problems with it are even more amplified when you're trying to play a fighting game and doing precise inputs. Uh, but again, you know, I was I kind of willing to to make my peace with those shortcomings because hey, it's like you know this massive collection of classic games on the Switch. So strange that they abandoned the uh, the cross style D pad for the Switch. Yeah, I, I'm wondering because like that is presumably to do with the playing the Joy Cons as standalone controllers. Yeah, like, that's the rationale, isn't it? Probably. Um, so when you're playing your Mario Kart with people in a party, uh, you know, one person isn't trying to accelerate with a D-pad. You know? 
Yeah. Um, I mean that that that's basically it. But obviously that that does mean that you know fighting games suffer. But again, I'm not a fighting game expert either way, so it doesn't matter. Uh, so yeah, that's good. Um, and it also has a bunch, a really really impressive, really thorough uh, museum section with concept art. You can listen to uh, all the songs from the games. Uh, there's even you can for all of the games you can look through like the frames, the individual frames of animation for each character. So it's like there's a gallery for like, you know, here's every frame of Blanca's, you know, spinning ball attack. Like it's it's really, really in-depth, thorough stuff um, uh, for, for, for the mega fans. So that's cool. Cool. I think that's going to do for, for uh, Game Guff this mm. week. Uh, let me see. Here, does anyone have an email? I think, no. I think I had one that I'm... I think I had one from the week I was missing. Um, so let me... Uh, pull this bad boy up here. I do believe Scott's at one. I think I have it here. Do, 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 do. Here we go. Yeah. Uh, Scott asks, can monster wrestlers be baby faces? Braun Strowman seems to be defying the stereotype that the biggest monster in the ring can't be good guy in the story. Uh, Roman Reigns smashed him in an ambulance, tried to kill him with a garbage truck, and Braun's answer was to invite a kid from the audience to be his tag team partner and make him champ for a night. Usually the monster has to go back to the bad guy, and I wonder if WWE will let Braun stay the fan favorite, or if they were go- or is there really anything else the company can do to prevent it? Have a great week, Scott. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I mean, I think we've seen Nia Jax struggle with that a little bit. Um, this idea that she has this like overwhelming physical advantage on people, so it's kind of hard for her to take her seriously as a face. Uh, but yeah, Braun's done well. I think Braun has a natural charisma. Uh, you know, his comedy has been better than I think most people would have anticipated. Um, so I think it is certainly possible. Also, you have you know classic cases like The Undertaker. Um, uh, but uh, I think the I don't know about you lads, but I think the modern emphasis on good match quality modern wrestling uh, kind of impedes the idea of the massive baby face because they have to working the matches around that proves tough Mm, yes I agree Um, I don't know I mean you get the likes of your Triple H's who's got that bodybuilder physique Uh, no one I guess Really, really big. Thinking about it, when did they ever really have that in WWE? I always felt like baby faces were a bit uh, smaller. I don't know. Well, I think there's something inherent in like the the bully, you know, being a a big uh, tough guy, whereas the baby face has to stand mm. has always had to stand up to the bully. You know, there's, there's always been that kind of core element at the center of wrestling psychology. You know. Um, and a lot of the a lot of wrestling historically has been kind of built on that. You know, you go back to like, you know, Andre Hogan, um, and even further back than that, um, it's always been kind of the the underdog defying the odds in, in a John Cena sense. You know, um, so when you're trying to sell that story and your baby face is seven foot tall and three hundred pounds, you have to do something different, and that's when. You know, <laughs> match quality, as you said, comes in. So I think Bronze kind of achieved that in a way. I don't know whether he's kind of over organically, you know, in, in the way that they hate or <laughs> whether they've subliminally been doing the creative juices to, you know, get him over. But it's worked despite their best efforts to pair him with a child and all this stuff that is, you know, 
inherently lame. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I I think uh, I think yeah. I think baby faces nowadays can be of all shapes and sizes, um, as can heels. I think in a way, you know, the the perfect dynamic is almost like a small heel hiding behind the big bodyguard. I've always quite liked that mm. in my wrestling. You know, Diesel and Shawn Michaels back in the day, that kind of dynamic. Uh, that's something they don't do often enough nowadays, I feel. Yeah. That's my one mail, so... Okay. Uh, do we have another feature? I've got 20 questions for you guys. It's been a while since we had a, a, a team 20 questions, so I tried to pick out a real tough one for you guys. I enjoyed your, your 20 questions last week, by the way. Well, Joe got it right at the end. Yeah, there was. I had no fucking clue. I had absolutely no clue. Okay, we'll do a we'll do a quick one here. Um, so I have it open. I have it ready to go. So if you guys want to ask away, uh, Joe, the reigning champion, why don't you go ahead? Okay. Um, is this person alive? Uh, they are alive. You won't catch me this time with pronouns. Hmm. Ah. <laughs> oh god excuse me okay they are alive is this person active in pro wrestling um I would say no N- not in a very visible sense anyway okay not not they're, they're not an active pro wrestler no okay uh go um has this person ever held a title in WWE? Yes. Boom. Mm. Boom. Okay. Uh, has this person ever held a main event world championship in WWE? No. Okay. Okay, so no. So, so. Um, have they ever held the Intercontinental title? Never held the Intercontinental title. Ooh, okay. Never held the Intercontinental. Okay. Alrighty. Uh, there's other title-based questions I was thinking, but maybe we should go away from that for a bit. Uh, alive, not active. Okay. Um... Um, hmm. I don't know. Um, I don't want to go male or female. I feel like that's that kind of illustrates itself over time. Mm. Um, okay, they're not active, so I guess I could be uh, some kind of question about how recently they were active. Um, yeah. Was this person active? <laughs> Pardon me. I'm a little bit sick. Was this person active prominently in the Attitude Era? Um, what do you mean by prominently? Were they uh, like employed by one of the big companies? When I say prominently, ah. they don't have to be a, like your main eventing wrong. Okay. Like, were they in one of the companies during the Attitude Era? Yeah. Uh, yes. Okay. Ooh. I think we might. I think we might be dealing with a a 
perhaps another Midian tier uh, Jabron. <laughs> they're not not they're alive but not active. They were around in some capacity in the Attitude Era. Not a world mm. champion. Not an intercontinental champion. Um, did this person compete in WCW? Yes. Oh, very good. Okay. So, so they were in WWE and WCW. Held title in WWE. But not World or IC. So they were either in a tag team or they were a hardcore Euro jobber. Yeah. Can I ask the you know, the tag team question, are they well known for being a tag team or Yeah. Uh, uh, are they, uh is was this person uh well known for being a tag team wrestler? Um I would say that's quite subjective for this person. Um I would I, I will I say they were they were in uh, a named tag team so a tag team right. that was not just X and Y but they were, they were in a right. team okay. which had a name okay so okay okay I don't know that I would consider them a tag team wrestler though it's it's not Jeffrey Hardy. <laughs> Uh, all right, you got anything on, mm. on on your mind? Mm. So, um, I only think to go back to the titles to narrow it down a bit. Mm. Maybe go for. Mm. Did they did they hold a singles title in WWE? Yes. Mm. Okay. Maybe maybe it is Midian again. It could be. So we don't have that much information. No, um, I wonder. Like, let's like. Mm, is there something? F- Physical, we could ask. Uh, like, are you know, are they blonde? Do they have a big beard? Like, you know. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, but see, I don't, I, I don't want to just say like, were they blonde? Because I, like, I'm trying, I'm trying to think of something that's like a bit more specific, but also not so specific that it's pointless to ask. Um, uh, hmm. Is this person? I was going to ask how they white, but if he says yes, that's fucking ten million people in wrestling. Um, mm. Ah, fuck it. Is this person white? Yes. Okay. Well, <laughs> that is that's ten questions. Um. Okay. Thinking of people like, uh, you know, you got Perry Saturn or a Malenko. Yeah. They weren't really in tag team. Uh, yeah, the, the radicals, you know, not, 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 okay. you know. I mean, and like and Perry Saturn, you know, the Eliminators. Yeah, yeah, that's true. 
Yeah, Perry Saturn's not a bad one, I guess. Um, Maybe so, yeah, like a Perry Saturn or a Raven. Uh, I don't know, maybe... Uh, yeah, we're, okay, I have another... I know I just said we, we could ask, like... Go on. European champion that might narrow it down to a couple of people like that, or it would rule out Saturn, you know. Um, yeah. yeah. Did, okay. Did they ever hold the European title? No. Oh shit. Okay. okay. So Saturn was European champion. Um. Or was he? Oh god, I can't even. No, oh, yeah, he was. Yeah, he, he had any he was, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. Oh god. Okay. So we're looking at hardcore champion or maybe a cruiserweight champion. Light heavyweight. Yeah. yeah. Um, was this person ever light heavyweight champion? No. Uh, ah! Oh, God, what if it was tag? It could be tag team then, I guess. Oh, sh- Well, no, they held a single title. Um, hmm. Question nine, so we need that, yeah. I definitely had a single title as well, so I think... Oh, it could be a hardcore, I guess. Yeah, it could be hardcore, which... Which could be anyone. Um... Oh, uh... It could be... Let me think. Okay. Here's a name. Stevie Richards. Um, alive, not really active, maybe active in some capacity. I think he still takes bookings. I don't think he's, uh, you know, around during that time... Held, I believe he held the hardcore title like in two thousand two, like near the near the end when they were when they were just going crazy with it. Um, I don't know if he was in WCW or not. Uh, he was. I think he. I, I think he was. Yeah. He was uh, somewhat well known as a tag team guy, BWO right to censor, but not yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe a bit. Maybe a bit of a stretch, but I, I don't have a whole lot right now. Um. Uh, if it ruled out Raven, he was he no he wasn't European champion he wasn't lightweight champion yeah Raven Raven could be um you could ask if they were in ECW that way if both of those guesses yeah. it's a yes they're on the table um was this person ever an EC fucking W extremist. No. Ah, oh. they never wrestled God. in ECW. Okay, so that probably eliminates a lot of the hardcore. <laughs> yeah, so that that okay. God, okay. Now I'm like okay, right. Um, how about uh, no? Crash Holly was light heavyweight. Um. Uh. Hardcore Holly was intercontinental. Um, Taz wrestled at ECW. Uh, hmm. We haven't actually confirmed if they held the hardcore title. So. Okay, yeah, I guess we're struggling here, so we, might as we well. Do that. Uh, has this person ever held the? Or did this person ever hold the WWF hardcore title? Yes. Okay. Okay, so that gives us that gives us. I realize there's a lot of people in there, but that gives us a little something. Yeah. Um, was Joe? You'll know this. I hope. Did oh no, Bossman's dead. Never mind. Um, 
I stick boss man. Uh, oh God, he never be. Could it be one of the posse? Ooh, no, but they were in WCW. I think. Do you not think they Maybe, I think maybe. I, I think I think they actually might have been. I think there was probably at least one of them that had a bit of a tenure. Not a tenure, but was there. But who the fuck knows? I mean, I I, I couldn't tell you. Um, um, uh, it could be. I say I'm, I'm I'm running through hardcore champions in my head, and it's like Mister is dead. <laughs> Gerald Briscoe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gerald Briscoe qualifies. Hang on. He's alive, not active. I tell you what, right? We haven't specified male or female. It could be Molly Holly. I'm fairly sure she was in WCW. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, she was. Um, she was a hardcore champion. She didn't hold any other belts. She was... Not she was part of a the, the Hollies that's a tag team. That's a that's a stretch, Ooh, I realize. Yeah. She's alive, kind of active. Like she did she had an appearance recently, even though she's not really active, active uh around during the Attitude era. Um no other titles. Yeah, that that's a stretch. That is a stretch, I admit. Um hmm. How many questions are we on now? Uh, you've asked 14. Mm. Um, oh, no. I was going to say Mike Orson. He's in ECW, obviously. Okay, I mean, I'm stuck, so I'd say, is this person a man? It is a man. Okay, sorry, Molly. That's 15. That's 15 Rules questions. out the hole. Um, Godfather's hope. Pointless answer. Uh, oh! Oh! Uh, Godfather was an Intercontinental Champion, so that's a no. Uh... <laughs> This is fucking hard. Uh, all right. Do you anything, Joe? I'm I'm thinking of the like the WCW invasion guys. So I was thinking Mike Awesome. He won it like backstage. Hardcore title backstage on Raw. Did any of the other like scrubs? <laughs> but, <laughs> Um, I don't think so, actually, because it's like awesome. Like, I think it was Chuck, like that. Chuck Palumbo or something like that. Oh, maybe actually. Yeah, I don't know. Um, mm. Mm. um. Trying to think, I can write it down. 
Maybe maybe it is one of the Mean Street Posse. Mm. Um. Uh, what about? Uh, oh no, Al. Did Al Snow hold the Yale European title? Yale European. He was in ECW, so. and he was in ECW. <laughs> ah. well, we got a few more questions here. Let's. Be and he's not a man. Um, could I ask if they were in the WCW invasion like one of those people I don't know that doesn't really narrow it down yeah it's it's a bit of a a shot in the dark but I'm trying to think the only people I could think of who held the hardcore title and we're in WCW I can only think of ECW guys so in terms of WCW and holding the hardcore title, I kind of feel like it was later on. It wasn't. This isn't going to be like '99. It's probably maybe like the tail end of the title, which I don't remember as well. No. Yeah. Like so, I was thinking, like. Um, so I got a question about like again back to physical attributes like bigger than three hundred pounds, smaller than three hundred pounds. Um, just as an example, but I don't know. Um, ooh. I'm interested in the line of questioning, I must say. The the path you've taken is I'm finding very odd. There's a lot of questions that you would would normally be asked during a game of twenty questions that we're we're not asking. Um <laughs> Okay. Um, where did they make their WWE debut or something like that? Yeah. Or, um Actually when did they hold the hardcore title? We haven't asked that. Okay. Okay, did they hold the hardcore title before um what's good what's a good period? Um two thousand one or something? Yeah, but what did they hold the hardcore title before uh May two thousand and one? No. Okay. So uh, okay. So there we uh. go. So we're into that like oh, invasion brand that's about yeah that's about an hour an hour a year there so invasion and um uh uh the i mean i remember looks i've I, like read the the title history before and it was like before they unified it on raw they were changing that thing six times a night on a house show i mean <laughs> they, that thing went that thing went on every raw mid carder and lower card guy in, under the fucking sun. Yeah, I feel like uh, so that's a lot. Not to not to involve myself, but I feel like sometimes of all the titles to kind of hang your questions on, the hardcore one can be a little bit hit and miss. But, okay, yeah. so uh, but but still, I mean, that's it's a thing. Yeah. Um, but they a, a lot a lot of, a lot of the people a lot of the people who have held it, held it for that date as well. Yeah, well, you, you mentioned Stevie well, Richards already... earlier, for example. Stevie Richards was a 21-time hardcore champion. Yeah. 
Yeah. For instance. Um. So, but like, like he he's ruled out. Anyone who's in ECW is ruled out. Anyone anyone who held any other belts is ruled out, more or less. Um, because they weren't Intercontinental or, or a world champion. Um, so oh. I'm thinking that going with the WCW clue, it's got to be one of those invasion jabrones like Palumbo or O'Hare or yes. who else was there? Char, not Charvo, but like. Uh, so. Yeah, Maven. I don't know if he was ever in WCW, but he was a hardcore champion. He's always oh, no, he's not. Wait, no, wait. Um, okay, Chuck, did Sean O'Hare? Sean O'Hare actually, I think he did with it. Did he? Didn't Sean O'Hare? Didn't he? Do like I remember? I vivid memory from my childhood. Did he debut by like doing doing a swanton on Jeff Hardy and pinning him in the middle of a hardcore title match? I think, that, I think that was a thing. Sounds awesome. I'm surprised he didn't go on to main event WrestleMania after that. <laughs> <laughs> and that would have been after 2001. Um, okay. Uh, I think that's not a bad one to maybe follow up on. Um, so, so well, Mark Dindrak, he never... He, did he ever even wrestle in WWE? Oh, yeah, he did. But I don't think he won. I don't even think It was later... Mm. Um, I think Sean O'Hare is actually not a bad shout. Um, but what can, what the fuck can you ask about Sean O'Hare? <laughs> is it Sean O'Hare? <laughs> uh, <laughs> you can ask like, what was he managed by Roddy Piper at one point? That happened. Yeah, yeah. Uh, fuck it. I'll just ask that because we don't have a whole lot. Of... Was this person ever managed by Roddy Piper? Uh, no. Um, I also have bad news for you uh, as well, Barry. Uh, Sean O'Hare is sadly no longer alive. He died in (laughs) 2014. That's awkward. That's awkward. awkward. I was just thinking, ooh, he dead, I'm pretty sure. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he he died on my birthday in 2014. There you go. Oh, was it your party? Um, okay, so it's not Sean O'Hare. No. So Chuck Palumbo, maybe. Or... Lance, not Lance Storm. Yeah, with the IC title. Um, how many questions have we got left? you got two left and a guess. Next one's question eighteen. I'm still not counting Joe at this point, though, because this is what happened with me. Yeah, I know. So I know Chuck Blumbo was in. He would have been in a tag team with like some of those WCW guys. Actually, he was in Billy and Chuck as well, wasn't he? So. Um. Hmm. It was in the FBI. Okay, was 
Actually, there's a few of those. I don't know, they're all in ECW as well. Though. Shit. Um. Yeah, I'm drawing a blank right now. I'm really, I'm really stumped. <sighs> oh, it could. Who was that? The guy who's the. He was a transvestite. Uh, Vito. Yeah. And he showed his Willie on. I oh, know, was it Regal that showed it? No, yeah. Regal's Willie. Yeah, No Mercy 2006. It was Regal's little Winkle. Um, little Willie Regal. Little Willie Regal. God bless him. God save the Queen. Um, I wonder if that's censored I, on the network, yeah. by the way. Let's have a look. I'll just I'll have a look. See if it's William Regal's penis is there. <laughs> oh, no, they've actually zoomed in. <laughs> and Vince McMahon is, is wanking on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the sign language guy, but it's actually Vince wanking. <laughs> Orlando George is there for some reason. I don't remember him being around then. Oh, yeah. All right, two more questions. Come on. Um, Okay, so I think our best bet is like still Chuck Palumbo or someone similar. I guess was, I'm I'm I, I was I was kind of thought that we we were on something with Sean O'Hare. But it wasn't him. He's dead. So, <laughs> um, was this person in the Natural Born Thrillers? Yes. Oh my Jesus! So it could be okay. Natural born through. Okay, you had Sean O'Hare dead. Dead. Mark Jin. Mark Jindrak. He, we don't think it's him. Didn't he debut like he was supposed to be part of Evolution or something? And then he. Didn't, I don't know. Maybe not him. So you got Palumbo, O'Hare, Jindrak. Uh, Vito, or whatever his name was, old one. I don't yeah, think Vito ever held it, held the hardcore. Okay, so so we rule out Vito, O'Hare, uh, Mike Sanders never went to WWE. Um, yeah, Sean Stasiak, and fuck, who's there's a seventh one? I think one of the other Italian guys. I can't remember his name. So we got Palumbo. Um, and you've got one more question and a guess. Okay, um, should we? So should we sh- go with Chuck Palumbo? Like rule? Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, rule him out. So we got one more. So was. Um, was this person in a tag team with Billy Gunn? No. Oh, fuck. It was a, it was a commendable effort. Ah, oh, so fucking close. They can still get it, though. Yeah, okay, you're on question 20. You have to make a guess now. Based on the information you have, they are alive. They are not active. They have held a title in WWE. So keep that in mind as well. Uh, never a main event world title, though. Not the IC title. Um... Euro title, light heavyweight title, uh, hardcore title. They did. Uh, they were in a named tag team. 
Um, they held a singles title in WWE. They were in WCW, as you know. Um, but not in a tag team with Billy Gunn. But did hold the title in WWE. <laughs> that would be good. Who is it? Um, so let's go. So they were in the Natural Born Thrillers as well, right? They were in the Natural Born Thrillers. <laughs> it's not. It's it's not O'Hare. It's not Palumbo. Um, it's is not... it fucking is Jindrak viable? Is that an, I mean, I don't know. You know, Jindrak. Um, are they here more Stasiak? I feel I. Oh, Stasiak would have been a he was still he was still around in the dying days of that hardcore title on Raw. Um Did he did he have any other titles? Wait, no, he wasn't he wasn't in a in a named tag team in WWE. Oh no, that, that question wasn't about oh, WWE, was, was it? He Well he was in WCW, yes, I don't know if that's counts. To be fair. Yeah, yeah, he was in a tag team with Palumbo. Okay. Uh, uh. Not to give you a clue right at the end, but um, I wasn't necessarily referring to the natural-born thrillers when I said they were in the name tag team. Because to me, that's not really a tag team. Uh, the tag team, when I think of natural-born thrillers, was... So, yeah was Plumbo and O'Hare specifically it was a group more so okay sure there was like seven people in it (laughs) okay you have to make a guess come on who is the wrestler why do I know who the wrestler is she knows and she didn't even watch WCW she doesn't know um all right. Is it? Uh, go on. No, I was going to say, just go, go Palumbo, and we'll we'll take our losses after. No, it's not Palumbo. It's not a tag. Was not a tag team with Billy Gunn. Oh yeah, fucking okay. Jindrak's the only thing. I I'm sure. Think. I'm sure Jindrak didn't debut because he was supposed to be in Evolution. He was going to be the. They replaced him with Batista, didn't they? I think. Oh yeah, the, you're right. That's off. Fuck. I, fuck. I, so I don't think he debuted before that, or I don't remember him, or maybe like I don't know. Right there on the so doorstep, I, will we get it? Will they get it? Is it? Is it Sean Stasiak? Is that your final answer? Yeah. The final <sighs> question. It's, it's not Sean Stasiak, <laughs> guys. So close. Ah. So close. No. Um, Who was it? Uh, well, the Natural Born Thrillers were a professional wrestling stable. I'll tell you, what, I'll give you some more clues, see if you get it. They're in a professional wrestling stable, uh, which included Chuck Palumbo, uh, Mark Jindrak, Mike Sanders, Reno, Sean O'Hare, Sean Stajak, and yeah. this man. Um, also appeared in WCW in a, ta- in a tag team and held the WCW tag team titles, uh, as well as the WCW hardcore title. Uh, and then post WWE. Hey, the Italian bloke also wrestled in TNA uh, from 2007 to 2008 in a team with uh, Dustin Runnels Black Rain. His, oh, his name spelled backwards is Killer. 
Oh, God. Who the fuck was that guy? Uh, Johnny the Bull. Known in WWE as Johnny, Johnny Stampolo. Wait, 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 I don't... I don't remember Relic being Johnny the Bull. That's that's who, that's who it was. That. That's who Relic was. Uh, he uh, famously uh, tore his urethra doing a diving leg drop to the outside in WCW. <laughs> um, yeah, oh yeah, that's yeah, that's what he's famed for, of course. He yeah. was he was in the Mamelukes with Big Vito in WCW. Uh, he was also uh, in the FBI in WWE with Chuck Palumbo. You're oh, you're right there. Uh, did not go to ECW though. He was released before in 2004. Mm-hmm. Um, before ECW was uh, reinstated, this, so that's who his was. real name. His real name is John John Hugger. Yeah, which is the most babyface name ever. John Hugger. Yeah. Oh well. Um, oh well. Glorious failure. We got close. So close. So, I, I mean, so to close. be fair, you got closer than I thought you were going to get after eighteen questions. With eight, question eighteen, were they in the natural born thrillers? <laughs> Out of nowhere, uh, they were. Okay, let's close this thing out with some wrestle talk. The ongoing trial. The ongoing trial of one Charles Montgomery Punk <laughs> and Scott Colton Cabana uh, versus Dr. Iman. Amen. <laughs> it's like uh, a twenty questions a... answer. Is it a man? <laughs> uh, there has been uh, some interesting developments in the uh, uh, in the last few days. They are, of course, in trial now. Uh, Doctor Aman is suing Punk and Cabana for defamation, uh, stemming from the uh, 2014 podcast where CM Punk claimed, among other things, that uh, Aman failed to diagnose or misdiagnose what turned out to be a case of MRSA. Um, uh, so that's been going. There's been testimony. Roadblock for a man has been to see that his, his main talking point on his first day of testimony in terms of what he has suffered as a result of this was like people bringing signs to Raw and also tweeting about how big of a dum-dum he is. Hmm. I, but I, Which is a bit of a weak... Hmm. Uh, Weak defense for, for or a weak a weak cause for suing, you know. Yeah, I believe uh, it was reported that CM Punk cried at the trial, uh, which is very funny because he's got UFC fight at the weekend. Oh, this weekend I forgot about that. That is yeah. this weekend <laughs> that he's fighting. Uh, not probably not the best preparation for your fight to be in court all day tearing up but uh there you go um so uh just some of the bits and pieces we're not going to run through the whole thing but uh in today's the most recent notes i think this is day four uh punk did admit that he has he did not ultimately have the the lump the infection he was dealing with that was not as he said on the podcast uh, diagnosed as MRSA, um, which is a a, a, pretty, a pretty big uh, admission to come out from this trial here, um, uh, and and there were some other questions raised about how thoroughly he had it diagnosed after leaving WWE. Um, so my take on the proceedings thus far is that it really seems like he 
doesn't have much of a leg to stand on in terms of uh, uh, defending himself from saying the statements were, were, were true because it really doesn't seem like they were. But I don't know that Amon's going to get any kind of sizable payment out of this because he remains employed and doesn't seem to have any kind of proof that he has suffered at all from these from these claims, which is a, an integral part of a defamation lawsuit. So uh, intriguing and very much still developing. This is this is still just day four. You know, like, of course, the biggest news coming out of yeah. the, uh, the trial so far is uh, him finally admitting what CM stands for under oath. Which I've seen all over Twitter. Yeah, chick magnet. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't believe how how popular that was because I I, I kind of just feel like who cares? And he just said, something. yeah. Well, well, a who cares would be like, oh, that's what it definitively was. Like, no, I yeah. I, imagine I, him. I, imagine him going. Well, actually, uh, there's really no meaning to see him. Uh, so, you know, originally, yeah, he's not. He's not gonna, yeah, it's chick, gonna chick magnet. It. Sure, yeah. It it's this nebulous thing. It's like he was asked a question and it's just one of the things that's been said for years. So he goes, oh, Chick Magnet. Like, like it, he does not strike me as the type of guy who would unironically call himself Chick Magnet. <laughs> Chick <laughs> Magnet Punk. Yeah, but so, but whatever. I mean, look, it's it makes for a good clickbaity head. I know we, legally, we know what CM stands for now. You know, it, you know, it, it's, uh, it's whatever. But, uh, yeah. That was that was that. What else? What else went down there in uh, wrestling this week? I don't know that we've had a whole lot. Oh, and well, NXT continues to be great. NXT is reliably good every week. I'm sure you guys saw the gifts of Ricochet and Velveteen Dream from this mm. week's NXT. Yes, of course. Or maybe even the clip, maybe the video clip, where Velveteen Dream said, "Ricochet, you got your beautiful face." over there <laughs> but uh you know anything ricochet can do velveteen dream can do better at which point ricochet runs uh who's, who's in the ring runs does a, a full forward flip out of the ring lands on his feet walks up to him and says then show me that might be the new perfect segment that is literally the moment in which I returned to Twitter just to retweet the video of my husband doing that amazing power move I didn't tell you next year. I'm I'm not showing you wrestling anymore because you are gonna toss me to the side. <laughs> you have never objected to Ricochet being my husband until this very moment. Mm, well, I'm keeping my eye on you now. So that was really great. I mean, NXT overall is a great show. Um, this Velveteen Dream Ricochet feud is just so kind of different and how it's being done to everything else that's happened happened in the last decade in WWE it's like actually feels mm. like uh, an interesting I, I hate to use the word organic all the time but like an organic feud uh, between two like real people as opposed to two people who sound and speak in the same way like they're really really different and I've no doubt that the match is going to be great at TakeOver um, conversely uh I'm not sure about their decision to put Lars Sullivan in the title match. I, I I'm not a huge Lars Sullivan guy, um, so we'll see how that goes. And uh, yeah, I'm still still enjoying the Tommaso Ciampa uh, Gargano feud. I I almost feel like how to even say? It? I almost feel like they're doing too much in that feud, though. Like the mm. whole, the 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 reason why Gargano 
Champa was good in the first place is because it was like it was so what's even the word like the the, the segments were used so sparingly like Champa would just show up here and there and now it's like you know Champa is throwing him off uh, the stage to a table and standing on top of a lorry and waving at him and last week they had Gargano knocked off the apron into Candice LeRae and she was like you know selling it like death and I almost feel like they need to, to rein it in a little bit rather than going over the top uh, which is kind of the way mm. they're going and like the next match is going to be a street fight which was kind of the last match was kind of a street fight already it was an unsanctioned match so it's almost like a, a come down to a street fight but they're basically the same match I don't know but still better than anything on Raw or Smackdown these days um, can't remember the last time I even watched the highlights from either of those shows no but the thing with I think I might have mentioned the last week about Raw and Smackdown that NXT has that those, sh- that those shows don't have is like you know Raw and Smackdown are ultimately like you know Coronation Street and that if Coronation Street didn't have like interesting characters or cliffhanger storylines you know no one would watch them like what's the draw to watch Smackdown this week will will Shinsuke Nakamura hit AJ Styles in the cock again. Uh, yeah, he probably will, because that's what they've done the last seven weeks in a row. Whereas on NXT, mm-hmm. you, you, NXT is a variety show. You don't know what you're going to get. And the segments are memorable and are, uh, you know, again, used sparingly. Like, I'm sure we won't maybe have some uh, ricochet next week, but that'll make me want to see him more the next week, you know, and, NXT is a show that I thoroughly enjoy, and it's 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 got a great roster at the moment. Um, Shayna Baszler as champion is like really great and has a an aura that most people don't have, and she carries herself really well. Like I th- even though Ronda Rousey like impressed at WrestleMania, I still think Baszler kind of carries herself better. And 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 Shayna Baszler actually wrestles. Like an MMA style, which Ronda really doesn't, and Lesnar really doesn't anymore. Like Baszler wrestles almost like a like a, a dumbed down version, admittedly, but like a Zack Saber Junior style. Like it's that kind of like, you know, wrist manipulations and leg holds and stuff. Because she's you know an MMA fighter, so naturally she wrestles in that way. Uh, whereas you know Brock doesn't really anymore. Brock never really did though. He just did like takedowns and ground and pound. Whereas she kind of wrestles in a, a more clever way. I don't know. I, I, NXT is just great. I mean, people should watch it. If you don't watch NXT already, uh, they're in a really good uh, period right now. I know that NXT will sometimes kind of dip and go through like troughs and valleys. But NXT is in a really good place right now. And they're doing some really good stuff that Raw and SmackDown just aren't at the moment. And I have this weird compulsion. I ha- again, I still haven't followed through on it. But a weird compulsion to kind of check out TNA. I don't know why. I yeah, same. Yeah. I don't know why, but I just see I see a little clip here and there, and I go, mm, you know, maybe. <laughs> I don't know, but NXT at the moment is 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 filling my wrestling lead. To be honest, I haven't even bothered to watch this week in WWE in like five weeks. Yeah, I, I'm just I thinking can, like I can't, I can't. Yeah, I don't even, I don't even want to watch it. There's nothing, there's nothing on it that I, I enjoy. Maybe if they did a, a this month in WWE, just Ooh. really boil it down. A 29 minute, still a half hour, still a half hour long. Yeah, yeah. 
then we had uh, very quickly Jeff Jarrett, Phoenix, and Conan all returned to AAA uh, yesterday, I believe. What an odd company that is! What an odd <laughs> situation. Because Phoenix mm. is apparently on. He's on Impact. He's on uh, Lucha Underground. I guess he's on CMLL. And now back to AAA. It's so odd. Because Conan especially really fell out with them. And now he's back. Jeff Jarrett's back. Completely Yeah, it, was, it seemed like a bit of a nasty uh, split. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing down there in Mexico. What's, but it's wrestling. what's in the water you know, down there? Wrestling. It's wrestling. Absolutely. Uh, so there we go. I think that's everything for this week, is it? Uh, yeah, I think that's I think that's going to do it for for the regular chair shop podcast this week. Uh, we'll be back on Sunday talking uh, whatever else happens in the week. We'll see. Uh, until then, it's going to be goodbye from me, Ray Murphy. It's going to be goodbye from Mr. Joe Towner. Goodbye. And it's going to be goodbye, from Mr. Paul Griffin. Goodbye. Goodbye.